Alfie is uh, treating us to some REM. I know my wife Michelle is out there listening today, and that is her favorite group yeah. of all time. A she little homegrown REM. In fact, not too long, Alfie, after we started dating, yeah, uh, I took her to an REM concert. I think it was at Phillips Arena back then. I'm not even sure they the called Omni, it. Then. They might have called it the Omni yeah. back then. Um, I, um, I wow. Think, I know. <laughs> uh, I think, sir, we're, we're old. So you're laughing at me? No. I, hey, I, listen, I saw somebody just turn 40. You hey, better stop laughing at 40, me. 42. 42. 42, my friend. Jeez, you're still a baby compared know, to me. Yeah. So, but listen to this. So, yeah. Ariam, we loved it, and the Indigo Girls opened oh, for them before nice. anybody knew who the Indigo Girls were. Wow. What a freaking treat. Indigo Girls opening for Ariam. And I learned an interesting fact What's about that? you, Cleve. What? You know, people on Facebook oh, are be doing oh. these all these weird little, you know quizzes and things to do to kind of pass the time and yes and uh, one of the questions Michelle answered it was like did you marry your high school sweetheart and she was like well kind of not really because I met Cleve like five months after we graduated from high school but we were in this we went to the same high school so Michelle so. and I did go to the same high school she was uh two years behind me so she oh. did not know who I was so and she I did rocked, not so know she's rocking she the cradle in fact nice. yeah yeah in awesome. fact um when uh, so our mothers introduced us and Michelle <laughs> thought I was somebody else Oh. And it wasn't somebody that she thought was positive. So fortunately, when she uh, had something uh, worse to compare to, I was—I knocked it out of the park, Alfie. She was comparing it to something oh. that she didn't think was very attractive. And, and, and look so, at that—the rest is history. So even though uh, I still could improve some, uh, she decided to uh, move forward with me anyway. Oh. Hey, this segment is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John uh. makes it his mission to guide each buyer home by step through through the entire loan process, so they're educated and confident in the mortgage options available and can make the best decisions along the way. That's the same company as Brand Mortgage. They've just rebranded, changed names. John can be reached by calling 678-226-7887. There is a ton of craziness going on in the lending world out there. And if you want to get advice from someone who has a heart of the teacher, heart of a teacher, John Birchfield is the one, 678-226-7887. This segment, what are the reasons... While we not, might not have a housing-related slowdown, uh, have there been any moratoriums on foreclosures and evictions? What's going on with tenants in Metro Atlanta and more? First, let's start out, Alfie, with Goldman Sachs. Revised GDP forecast. Do you know what GDP is? Uh, no. It's a gross domestic product, and I'm not an economist, but I'm going to tell you that it is the total value of all goods and services uh, exchanged for... Uh, in the U.S. All right. And so I don't know what uh, the GDP is per quarter. It's a huge number. Uh, but they are, predict, 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 <laughs> they are predicting at this point for the first quarter of 2020, we will have a GDP decrease of, point, uh, excuse me, of 6%. In the second quarter, they expect the GDP will go down 24%, which means they basically expect Alfie for one quarter of all economic transactions that would have normally taken place in the economy to go away. That is a big deal. I'm not saying that because I want to scare the heck out of everybody. I think we all need to be prepared. That Basically, they think 24% of our economy will go away April, May, and June. Then they believe in the third quarter we'll have 12% GDP growth, and in the fourth quarter we'll have 10% GDP growth. So they think the GDP will decrease. So they think we will go into a recession. Uh, but to be honest with you, there are a lot of reasons why 
Um, I don't personally believe that we will see a significant drop in housing values. Now, if you're listening, you're probably thinking, well, he sells real estate for a living. Of course, he's going to say that. The truth is, and I think Alfie would tell you, is that, that if I thought we were going to have a real drop in housing value, that is exactly what I would say. And also, um, you, you do all the research. You're looking at the numbers. So, I mean, you do a pretty good job of coming and making you, – you would never go try, on the air and say something without that, having the that's back. That's true. You know? I, I try. I try to do – thank you very much for mentioning that. I, I mean, absolutely I absolutely and positively try. I appreciate that. You might be a real estate agent, but you're a straight shooter. You're not someone who's going to BS somebody about what's going on. You're, uh, that's, why well, I I, that's why Kimber and I are, well, are confident in working with you. Yeah. Not only because I've worked with you for such a long time, but over that time, I know that you're you're a guy who's always honest. You're yeah. not going to. I try to be on or off the air, even yeah. off the air when we've talked. Uh, you've always been honest well, thank with you. me. That, so that, I, I appreciate that. I want the that. listeners to know that. I appreciate that, and uh, uh, that uh, boy, that you couldn't have done a better commercial had I paid you and I've written that. For. I did not. That was actually uh, uh, spontaneous, and I appreciate you saying that, Alfie. Um, I guess I should say, if you need to list your home or help have somebody help you buy, you could go to yourmoveatlanta.com and click on contact us uh, if you want some of it what is, Alfie. You know, it, it is in. crazy going yep. through all this. The the simple, you know, you've done this show for so yeah. long, and it's you know you're, you you always do the intro, what you introduce us, you mention the website, the yep. numbers, but it's but it shows you how you know how our minds right now are so focused on what's going on that it's. It's hard to focus. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's, you know, it is uh, what it is. So let's talk a little bit yes, about sir. real estate. Yes. And I want to talk about how the real estate market is different today than it was in 2006. Because 2006, we were going into a recession that was a housing-induced recession. And so let me just give you a couple of things to think about. Uh, first of all, the mortgage credit availability index was up around 800. Uh, the index, the higher it is, the easier it is for somebody to get a loan. Uh, for the last six or seven years, excuse me, for the last, gosh, almost 12 years now, it's been closer to 150 to 200, which means the underwriting standards for mortgages are much more strenuous than they were in 2006. So when people have a, a significant economic shift, they should be better qualified to stay in their home. And a lot more people have equity in their homes. Uh, over a th Almost a third of the people who own homes in the country own a free and clear, Alfie. And um, I don't know what the average amount of equity is in homes, but people have not borrowed so much equity out of their home over the last three years that a lot of people should have a lot at stake. And so the easiest thing to do would not be just to let their house go. Right. Uh, and so it would be worth fighting for it and saving uh, for it and doing what they needed to to make sure that they could keep their home ownership. Is, so, that, is that because of the fact that, that more families with this great before the, the you know the Dow and all the numbers went down that the economy is doing so well that people are probably better off financially and can uh, you know they have maybe more in savings and they can maybe I don't know if hunker it, down a little bit I don't longer. know if they have more in savings or not so what I'm trying they probably do Alfie but what I'm trying to say is before the crash of 06 you might have owed more on your home than it was worth I got gotcha, you gotcha. so you had no incentive to try to keep There's, it right but now today you might have a two hundred thousand dollar home and you have what you think is sixty or seventy thousand dollars worth of equity that you have not borrowed against gotcha. and so if you have to scrape and figure out how to make something work for a few months to get from here to there you're more likely to do that. I get it. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. So, uh, And I think that, that really deals with the, the, the raw motivation. There also, before we went into the recession, before there was 8.2 months worth of inventory, meaning it would have taken 8.2 months to sell all the houses on the market in the country. Today, that's 3.1. Also, annual home price appreciation for the six years leading up to 2006 uh, compared to the six years leading up to 2020 
is almost twice different. So, for example, in 2018, you had 4.8% appreciation. In 2004, you had a 12.5%. So home values were going crazy. And in terms of cash-out refinancing, people borrowed $824 billion against their homes in 2005, 6, and 7. In three years prior to 2020, they borrowed $232 billion. So way, way less. If you just joined us, you're listening to Your Move Atlanta on AM640. I'm Cleve Gaddis, joined in the studio by Alfie Romero. A couple of other quick updates. Federal Housing Administration and the Federal Housing Finance Administration have put moratoriums on foreclosures and evictions, uh, which means if you have a loan on your home that is owned by basically the government, that they cannot take foreclosure action or evict you uh, in the next 60 days. If you are a tenant in Metro Atlanta, a lot of people think that there have been moratoriums placed on tenant evictions. That is not absolutely not the case. The city of Atlanta has put a moratorium on evictions for tenants, but there are no moratoriums throughout the rest of Atlanta. Courts are closed, which means it'd be very difficult for a landlord to evict you. But my advice to you as a tenant, because Georgia tends to be a fairly landlord-friendly state, meaning if you're in the property, they expect you to stay, expect you to pay, is that if you have a reason why you cannot pay your rent, my advice is to reach out to you and to talk directly to your property manager or your landlord. I would also encourage you to offer proof of your problem. So if you're laid off, get something in writing. If your hours have been cut back, let them talk to your supervisor. Do something. I know there's probably a lot of tenants who are thinking, hey, um, you know, it might be a great opportunity for me not to have to pay some rent. This is probably not the best state to do that in uh, because they ultimately could come after you for the rent. So be upfront with your landlord. Alfie and I need to take a quick break. Uh, after the break, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the new government stimulus package, how much money is going to be spent in the U.S. to right this economy. Stick with us. We'll be back.